apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage, an equal housing lender. American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. 20 call for additional details. Play action again. More good ball handling from Jones. Room to run. There goes Daniel Jones. Touchdown, Giants. First down and 10. Fields to throw again. Hit as he throws. Incomplete. And Jones will dump it off for Barkley, who gets away from Morrow. Tries to make it a highlight. Gets a block from Jones. First down, Saquon. Play action. Room to roam again. And easy trot into the end zone for Jones. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Jawing About the G-Men Giants Football Podcast. I'm Big Jace, joined by Sean Scanlon. Welcome back, Sean. Uh, like and a great day to be back. Giants now seven. I mean, oh, my gosh. Three and one again uh, with a big win against the Bears. Boost them there. Yeah, let's go, Giants. But, uh, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, on this show last week, my big thing was I wanted to see three touchdowns or more. Uh, I'll take the two. Uh, I, I, I just really want to see this team get in the end zone. The first three weeks, the real issue I had was the, the field goal battles. Yeah, I, I joked around about that a lot when the Giants were losing, but now they're winning, and I want to see them get in the end zone. So I, I, I like what they did. Obviously, a win's a win. I'm going to take it. But this is a team like this isn't the normal Giants. I mean, this is similar to what we've seen in the past from the Giants. This is a team that will hang in there with you. But this isn't a team that's just going to take a beating and keep staying around. This is a team that's going to deliver a couple punches to, in and of itself. Uh, check out throwing jabs. This is why I'm giving you a fight little breakdown here. But, uh, yeah, like this is a team that will go – they're not necessarily going to knock you out. They're not going to beat you by like what I want to say – like I wanted to say like three touchdowns or they're not going to run the score up on you. They're going to keep it close, but you're going to have to with that, stand them and withlast them. And uh, the Bears just weren't able to do that. But, uh, Sean, how high are you riding with that three – with the Giants' three-and-one start thus far? Very high. Uh, I mean – 
since we started the show in 2019, we haven't had a winning record. So um, to be three and one after four weeks is great. Um, and like you said, they're in these close games, but the biggest uh, thing that separates them this year from the other years that they're actually closing out these games. Um, obviously in, you know, week one and two, they pull away a late. And then uh, in this game, obviously they only went by eight, but it was kind of close all game. So that's the biggest thing for me. Obviously I agree. I would like to see uh, more touchdowns on the offensive side, but uh, at least we scored in the first half. Uh, this week, um, we hadn't scored a touchdown in the first half through the first three games. So um, scoring early uh, is definitely important. But uh, I like the fight that this team is bringing. Uh, obviously, I like Coach Dable and his staff. I think that they know exactly what they're doing. Um, Brian Dable just seems like uh, he's bringing it out of the players. Seems like he gets along with them really well. He's got a great personality. So uh, this team is, is fighting, and especially um, not just offensively but defensively. Um, they do have some good players there, but there are also a couple players that have kind of been bouncing around the league. Um, there's a couple rookies that are or late rounders that have been stepping up. So uh, to see this team coming together, um, winning close games like this is just something we haven't seen in the past. Um, obviously, like I said, there's so many occasions over the past couple of years where uh, they're right there and we come away saying, you know, uh, if one or two plays go different. We could have won, but we're not looking at it this way so far. So um, obviously, I know the schedule has been pretty easy to start, but uh, never complain about going three and one, uh, especially the way it's been looking for the Giants the past five or six years. So uh, definitely excited for this team right now. Um, I think we're definitely headed in the right direction. Um, I don't think we're a Super Bowl contender by any means, but um, if we can keep this up, I think we can definitely um, have a chance to sneak in the playoffs. Uh, the next two weeks are kind of tough games, but after that schedule kind of lightens up again. So, um, but I, I don't think we're going to get blown out by any means because this team does have good fight. Um, it's going to be tough with the wide receiver situation. And we don't know if Daniel Jones is fully healthy um, on offense, but his defense brings it every week. Uh, I love what Wink Martindale is doing um, on defense. So uh, definitely excited. And uh, I think that the Giants are definitely headed in the right direction. Yeah, I will say uh, right, with all the wider, this was the perfect game with Chicago, like with all the wide receiver stuff going down. Uh, and I mean, I talked about it last week them needing to bounce back after a loss because in the past regimes, in the in the Joe Judge era, in the Pat Shermer era, in the Ben McAdoo era, Giants' losses come in bunches and bunches. So after getting that first loss in this stable era, them to bounce back's really big. And, I mean, it, we saw at the end of last year, like, the, the play calling wasn't changing at all. Daniel Jones was throwing, like, 40-plus times the past couple – the past – the last couple weeks, and the, uh, this is what we need to see this week: thirty-one carry, uh, thirty-one carries for Saquon Barkley, getting him involved. He, he had a bunch of big runs, ten-plus yard runs. Uh, just was doing, doing great. And we need to see more of that. And I mean, obviously, Daniel Jones got his two touchdowns on the feet as well. The big. Uh, underlying issue I see here for this team moving forward. Evan Neal also had a big bounce back game from that that Cowboys game. So it, the, the, there's no more excuses about the O line and that stuff. Like uh, the wide receivers, I mean, granted we aren't seeing there's something going on between Dable, Galladay, and uh, Tony. That uh, I I mean we're hearing snips snippets and pieces about. We don't know the full story that's going on there. Would they need to fit? Like, this game shows you don't need to win throwing the football, but that's only against the Bears. With Like you mentioned, Sean, you got these tougher teams coming up. 
you need to get the the pass game going. The Giants haven't really been able to do that. Field goal battles are only going to get you so far. That's why I need to see this team get in the end zone more. So, uh, I mean, while they're looking great, while they're able to have this little run game going with uh, Daniel Jones and uh, Saquon Barkley, how long do you think that's going to last, Sean? Um, In terms of, you know, winning games like this, I don't know how many games we're going to win doing that, but I think this is just the offense that we're going to see for the rest of the year. I think it's going to sustain because – Obviously, I mean, we're running with a lot of success. We're almost running for almost 200 yards per game on average. Um, and obviously, Saquon's got a big part to do with that. But Daniel Jones, um, keeping it with his legs, obviously, is a big part of that, too. And we have a great O-line in terms of run blocking, too. And obviously, we've seen that when we have to drop back a lot, like against the Cowboys, that we do struggle um, against, you know, pass protection. You know, Demarcus Lawrence absolutely terrorized Daniel Jones the other uh, or last week. So, and with the wide receiver situation, I mean, you mentioned Kenny Galladay is just non-existent, getting paid millions, tens of millions of dollars to do nothing, basically. Um, Kadarius Tony just hasn't been able to stay healthy in his Giants tenure, which really sucks because he's electric when he has the ball in his hands. I think that um, he might be our best playmaker on offense, and that's including Saquon because, um, like I said, this guy's so shifty. Um, once you get the ball in his hands, um, just give him a little alley. He can do really anything. And then Wondell Robinson obviously hurt too. So if we can get Robinson and Tony back this week, that'll be huge. Um, Cause Kenny Galladay will be out too. Not like it really matters. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, we're looking at like David Sills and Richie James as our wide receivers. And it's not like we really have a reliable tight end to um, lean on either. So I just think this is the way the Giants offense is going to look this year. Um, they lean toward their strengths. And obviously when you get into tight games or even when you're down, um, you're going to have to need that passing game to come back in games, which I think is where they'll struggle. So I think that's why it's important to get out to early leads um, just so they can maintain that offense that is going for them. Because honestly, I, I just think that's the way that this offense is going to look this year. Uh, they just don't have the weapons on the outside. And also, they don't have great pass protection. Um, obviously, Andrew Thomas, I think, is the best left tackle in the league. He's been balling out this year. But other than that, uh, it's kind of been sketchy um, for the other four positions, especially on the interior. And then Evan Neal, um, I think he'll be fine going forward. But uh, he's going to have those rookie struggles coming into the league. So um, I just think the, that's the way the offense is going to look going forward um, because they do know what they do best, and that's running the football. Yeah, but uh, I, I... – just to be a complete team, you need to integrate. I just need to see them integrate that pass game more. And hopefully with Robinson and uh, Tony getting back, I, like th this is the team, if they can start figuring – like this is a team, I, I think if they can get three touchdowns a game, this is a team that can make a run and be a little scary. But uh, they need to do that. They need to get in the end zone. But, I mean, they're not all on the, the offense, so the defense has looked great. Um, especially this past six sacks on uh, Justin Fields. Granted, the Bears O line is rough, but uh, I, I'm I'm really nervous for the defense in this next week because this is going to be their first real test against a good quarterback in uh, Aaron Rodgers. And I mean, it, there were there's times like even last week you could see. Uh, Justin Fields taking advantage of how much uh, how aggressive uh, Wink is with the the blitzes and that stuff. So a guy like Aaron Rodgers, defending two time MVP, uh, I think it's going to be rough. I, I'm excited to see how that goes, 
But uh, how do you think the defense is going to respond to a guy like Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I think Wink's going to dial it up even more, honestly. Um, I think it just keeps the other offenses on their toes, um, obviously. And he does it in any situation. It could be third and long. It could be first down. Um, he brings it when you're least expected. So that's what I love about Wink. Uh, he's a lot different than the defensive coordinators we've had in the past. Uh, most of them were just sit in zone and kind of bend, don't break, just let you drive right down the field. Um, he doesn't let you do that. He'll, he's willing to give up the big play, but it also means that, you know, he's willing to come after you and sack the quarterback. So, um, honestly, the Packers offense, I they haven't looked too great, but you know that Aaron Rodgers is definitely a threat anytime he's on the field. Um, he hasn't really gotten in great sync with his receivers, except for really Romeo Dobbs, who's looked pretty good. Um, I'm really worried about this run game more than the passing game just because they haven't really clicked that well. But Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon um, up there for the best backfield in the league. I think that we might have a little bit of struggles with them. And then, like I said, Aaron Rodgers, you have to look out for him too. So I think it will be important to get pressure on Aaron Rodgers, uh, make him feel uncomfortable because I don't think their passing game has really been clicking either. Um, so if we can, you know, stop the run on early downs, send some pressure, um, you know, third and long, stuff like that, uh, I think that we have a chance to, you know, keep them. I, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to score over 30, I don't think. I, I think if we can hold them around like 21, 24 points, um, it really it comes down to our offense too, but um, the way that this Giants defense has been looking, I think that they're capable of that. And I, I think that you know if they bring some pressure on Aaron Rodgers, um, make him feel uncomfortable, I think that they can give themselves a chance in this game because it's not like the Packers offense has you know looked like it has the past couple of years. Um, like I said, obviously they're still a threat, but um, they haven't really shown it yet this season. Yeah, I. I... I, I am holding a little bit too much on the Aaron Rodgers name. I mean, he is he's great, don't get me wrong, but I, I do think that there's going to be opportunities for him to make some plays. The thing here is, is going back to the offense, the, the, the Packers defense is good, but they're going to allow some opportunities too. And is Daniel Reed going to read those opportunities, make them? Or uh, is Saquon Barkley going to make, like, the Giants, like, They'll, I can see them moving the ball, getting down, and this turned into a field goal battle. That's the only way I see the Giants win, and that sucks for me to say. Like I, I but the thing is, is I don't see that happening. I see Aaron Rodgers getting oh, the. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Then, <laughs> no, but uh, no, I, I see Aaron Rodgers getting in the end zone two to three times on this Giants defense just because. He's that good, and it, it, I hate saying it, but, uh, I mean, you know me. I'm going to pick the Giants regardless, but I, I don't feel good. I, I feel like I felt going into the Cowboys game. Like, yeah, it feels good, 3-1. and one. Yeah, it felt good, 2-0, and oh, but eventually you're going to have to hit reality, and when I granted the Giants hit reality with Cooper Rush, now you got an actual – reigning back-to-back MVP in Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's lost some weapons, but I I think he's still going to do some stuff. And it is in London, so crazy things might happen. But uh, uh, I I don't know. I'm feeling very, very down on the Giants right now. I don't – even though they're 3-1, and Sean, I don't know. Come on, Jace. We got a winning record finally. No, but, I mean, I I agree. It's – I mean, it's definitely the best quarterback we faced so far, definitely the best team we faced so far. So our first real challenge that we faced, um, obviously we thought that week one with the Titans, but 
Um, they've looked a little bit better, but they definitely got off to a rocky start. So, um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, like you said, uh, even him not throwing up crazy numbers this year, you know that he always is that threat. And uh, you mentioned the Packers defense. That's what really worries me in this game. Um, I think the Packers defense is pretty underrated. They have legit playmakers at all three levels. Um, they could rush the passer. They have one of the best corners in the game, Jair Alexander, uh, and they can stop the run as well. So um, seeing as the Giants, I expect them to be kind of one-dimensional this week um, just with the injuries that are going on, um, not having a lot of receivers, and then Daniel Jones not being at full health. And we are not, we don't even know if he's going to play yet. I mean, I think that he will, but it's not 100% guaranteed yet. So um, that's what really worries me is this Packers defense. Um, I, I think that they're legit. And it's definitely going to be hard to put up points against them. So uh, if we could get in a field goal battle, like you said, I'd, I think that played to our advantage. Um, I think that we can, you know, ho- hopefully drive the ball down the field um, in the field goal range. And then uh, Graham Gano automatic. He he missed a field goal last week, which I was like, yeah, well, that never happens. Uh, he's He's been automatic since he's been here. So, I mean, if we could do that, that, that would definitely work to our advantage. But, um, yeah, like I said, uh, the thing that worries me about this Packers game is this defense. Um, and the, I think the offense is good too, but not necessarily them, just because I think this Packers defense is one of the best in the league. Yeah, you're right. But also, I, I will say before we move on, the the one thing that is getting lost on the Giants after the two and O start, now three and one, is this is still rebuild. Uh, I know Zay, Zay has mentioned it every week on the show. But, uh, yeah, it is still a rebuild. And really, for me, I, I'm being overly critical at times. But I just want to see uh, the, them going up the rungs on the ladder. And last week, bouncing back after that loss, uh, like I mentioned earlier, that that's a big step up. Now you're going up against uh actual quarterback. This isn't Ryan Tannehill. This isn't Cooper Rush. This isn't Baker Mayfield. This isn't Justin Fields. This is Aaron freaking Rodgers. So this is going to be the real test for the defense to see how good this defense actually is. Uh, can they actually get after it? And also, it's also going to be a test for the offense to see how they can uh, fi- find the cracks in the armor uh, of a solid defense that the Packers have. So I- I'm interested. going to wake up early Sunday morning to check that out because it is in London. So uh, hopefully, hopefully next week. It'll be uh, four and one, but that's that's hard. This is one of those games. Like you look at uh, coming out of this game, they're both going in three and one. What team do you feel is more of a four and one team? And I hate to say it, but I feel like the Packers are more of a four one team than the Giants. But I'm picking the Giants. Football Giants. All right. Uh, All right. Well. That's going to do it with the game previews. We're still going to talk a little bit of Giants football. Uh, we got a fun little would you rather type thing. But uh, first, let's hear a word from one of our sponsors, and we'll be right back. There's no bigger investment than home ownership. And to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person doing all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, 
Call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. All right, big shout-out to Shamrock Home Inspection for sponsoring today's episode. Let's get into it. Would you rather quarterback edition Daniel Jones? Uh, all right, we're going to go through all the different, not not just the quarterbacks themselves, the whole entire quarterback situation uh, of every different team in the NFL. And uh, just plain and simple, would you rather Daniel Jones? Or to start it off, would you rather Daniel Jones or Aaron Rodgers, Sean? Um, obviously, Danny. No, um, I wish. But, uh, yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, the easy, easy. I mean, back-to-back MVP. We talked all even with – you put him here. He might be doing a little bit better than uh, what is he doing there. But uh, that's neither here nor there. But, uh, all right, let's keep it going with the ones that are pretty obvious. Tom Brady. Would you rather Daniel Jones or Tom Brady, Sean? Pains me to say it. Tom Brady. Yeah, even with all the all the alleged outside drama he's got going on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you'd still take Tom Brady over Daniel Jones. All right, number one betting favorite to win MVP coming into the season, Josh Allen. Josh Allen or Daniel Jones? Josh Allen, but Daniel Jones is Josh Allen 2.0. Okay. I hope so. I hope so. Sure. They have, they have uh, the same maybe. skill set. I mean, they're both big dudes with strong arms. Could both run the ball. Now they both have Brian Dable, so – Obviously, we haven't seen it from Daniel Jones yet, uh, at least in terms of the passing game. Uh, we know that he's one of the best running quarterbacks in the league, but I honestly think uh, it depends on how long we keep him here. It depends how he does for the rest of the season. But even if we just do franchise tag him or give him a one-year contract after this year, um, I think he can progress towards that because he's had a bunch of different play callers during his career. And I think Brian Dable is definitely the one that's been the best. I mean, it's a small sample size, but I think that I, I like what I see so far out of him. So, Never know, Daniel Jones. Okay. I will say that the one thing that really like brought I, I think Josh Allen's real coming out party was when the Bills started building around him, getting those fast wide receivers, not necessarily the tall big guys, not necessarily like the Kenny Galladay types, the guys to just where they get, just use their speed to get open, and then Josh Allen can throw the ball downfield. Uh, maybe Wayne Dale Robinson, Kadarius Tony could be that for Josh, uh, for Daniel Jones, maybe. But uh, that—that's what they need to be happen. That's what needs to happen if you're, you want to see Daniel Jones turn into the next Josh Allen. But uh, I, right, continuing on, Lamar Jackson or Daniel Jones. Lamar. Yeah. Uh, well, Daniel Jones, I would say. Joe said this a lot. Daniel Jones is a lot more like Lamar Jackson than he is like a Patrick Mahomes or something like that. But uh, and he's right. Uh, but yeah, just uh, Daniel Jones can make plays. Just uh, Lamar Jackson makes highlights from his legs, while Daniel Jones just makes plays and then lowlights of him tripping and fumbling or uh, tripping and falling, which suck. But uh, yeah, all right. Hey, just got to mention it. All right, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Sean, would you take him over Daniel Jones? Uh, it's close. But really? I no, it's not. <laughs> All right. 
one that I think right now you can argue might be close, Russell Wilson over Daniel Jones. He's been struggling. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I mean, I I guess I would still take Russell, but – it's, it definitely is close. The Broncos have not looked good whatsoever. And Russell Wilson hasn't looked good either. And it's not like he doesn't have weapons. I mean, he's got Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. Um, obviously, Javante Williams out for the year now. But he had him all season up until now. Um, and their O-line is really not that bad. They've been holding up protection pretty good. So, Russell Wilson just doesn't look the same. Uh, he's having a, a terrible year in my eyes. I, I don't think the Broncos are good at all. So, if it continues this way, if Daniel Jones continues to win and keeps it going on the ground and even can get some passion in there. Uh, Russell continues to struggle. Uh, I would probably take Daniel Jones because he's younger too, but as of right now, I'll take Russell, but it's it, this one actually is kind of close. I would say. No, I'm with you. The The thing that puts, gives me Russell Wilson the edge is I think it's more like coaching issues with Nathaniel Hackett at uh, with the Broncos than it is really quarterback play issues. Uh, Giants, you can argue sometimes Daniel Jones can't lead him down the field and get in the end zone all that often. So, yeah, I will take I'll take Russell Wilson over Daniel Jones. All right, uh, defending Super Bowl quarterback Matt Stafford or Daniel Jones. This, I mean, I would take Stafford, but this one I don't think is that far off either. He's he has not looked good. He's an interception machine. Oh, Even man. last year when they won, uh, he led the league in interceptions. So. Um, and it really he only has success throwing a Cooper Cup. Uh, Allen Robinson's been terrible so far this year. Um, he doesn't really throw to anyone else with, with success. Uh, throws a lot of interceptions, and this Rams offense hasn't looked good either. So, um, I mean, I'll take Stafford, but it's it's not not that far. There. No, I mean it is. It's the the clear choice here is Matt Stafford. Stafford's not good. Stafford is good. Look at what he did with Calvin Johnson. Look what he did with Cooper Cup. Look what he did with Kenny Galladay that made the Giants pay him that much. Matthew Stafford's a good quarterback. Does he does he force it sometimes? Does he get interceptions? Yeah. A lot of but times. uh yeah, he can also make big plays. So yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Matt Stafford. Well, I mean I will give Daniel Jones his flowers though, because he has definitely uh fix that that turnover problem i'll turn the ball over now fumbling as much uh so yeah so I, I do like that from him but uh all right the little guy kyler murray or daniel jones i would take kyler but i mean cardinals aren't looking good either it's been rough uh i mean dan Daniel Jones has never had the type of weapons that Kyler Murray's always pretty much had. But, uh, yeah, I still got to go Kyler as well. Um, if it's Kyler not play, not during a Call of Duty uh, double XP weekend or whatever, then definitely taking Kyler. But, uh, no, I'm just kidding with that. But, uh, yeah, give me give me Kyler Murray. Uh, it's rough. Uh, I, I think we'll get start getting into some more. Good ones here. Uh, Jalen Hurts or Daniel Jones. Right now, you got to say no, right? You got to say Jalen Hurts right now. Just no. Right now. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Um, if you were to ask me at the start of the season, I would have said Daniel Jones. But um, Jalen Hurts has been 
going crazy. Uh, not even just running the ball, which is a big strength. Um, he's been passing the ball pretty damn well as well. Um, obviously, it helps when you have A.J. Brown there now, but uh, this Eagles team is legit, and it's because Jalen Hurts has been a great leader, great quarterback so far this year. Um, and the Eagles scare me. I hate to say it. I hate the Eagles so much, but they, they're they pretty damn good this year. So, yeah, I got to go Jalen Hurts. Yeah, uh, it sucks to say, but, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, he's the front runner for MVP, MVP Jalen Hurts. So, and he's led them to 4-0 so far. So, he's obviously doing something right. All right, now Kurt Cousins or Daniel Jones, I will say Daniel Jones might be turning into Kurt Cousins, winless in uh, primetime. Kurt All Cousins right, never that's... performs in primetime. Just saying. Not, yeah, not Kurt Cousins. He's. I mean, I, I'll take Kurt Cousins, but it's just because he's so he's so vanilla. He doesn't do anything like splashy or no big plays. He just. Good completion percentage, doesn't turn the ball over much. He's just not flashy at all. He just gets the job done, but it's all boring. He's, I mean, he's a boring quarterback to watch, but I, I mean, he, he's efficient. He gets the job done. So I'll take Kirk Cousins, but he okay. is very boring. No, uh, I, I'm with you. Uh, I, I don't like doing it. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, very boring. Manages the game very, very well. I think that's something Daniel Jones lacks. I mean, like, like he can make a couple of those flashy plays, but when it comes to like managing the game, he struggles sometimes. I know Joe was talking about it a lot, lot last week uh, in that Cowboys game when he hu- huffed the play down the field that turned into the interception. Like he still had some time. He still could have got uh, a couple more yards. Still could have had a drive going there. But instead, he made. He tried to look for the big play, which I mean, you can't really. Uh, hate on him for, but I, I think in especially a Giants offense, you need more of a game manager type, a type that's going to take care of the ball, do just what he needs to to uh, get it done, and not go overboard. And Daniel Jones, I think, goes for a little too much at times. But uh, yeah, so I'm with you. I'll go Kirk Cousins as well. All right, Ryan Tannehill. I, I think I'm going Daniel Jones here, honestly. I mean, Tannehill, when he first got to Tennessee, he had those two good years. Um, last year, it kind of fell off. And then this year, I mean, he's he's kind of just a game manager too, but just not to the level of Kirk Cousins, I think. And, I mean, he's been turning the ball over. Um, the offense really runs through Derrick Henry. It doesn't really rely on him. So, uh, and I think Daniel Jones, what he brings with his legs, just um, is really what puts him over the top against Tannehill. So, um, I'll take Daniel Jones in this one. I don't think Tannehill's getting any better anytime soon. I think that Daniel Jones has shown improvements um, over the course of this year. So it's my first W for Danny Dimes. Let's go. Yeah. I, 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 I'm i with you too. Uh, I know if Joe were here, he'd probably pick Tannehill because he loves the Titans for some reason. But, uh, yeah, I mean, nothing. Daniel Jones, like I said, he Ryan Tannehill can manage the game great. Daniel Jones just makes the the big plays, and like in an instance like this where you're not managing the game spectacularly, yeah, give me the guy that can make some plays by himself. So yeah, I'm gonna go Daniel Jones over Ryan Tannehill. Now we got uh, Lions Jared Goff or Daniel Jones. Uh, I, I think this is similar to Jalen Hurts one. If you were asking me before the year, uh, I'd probably take Daniel Jones, but. 
Jared Goff has kind of stepped it up this year and kind of turned it around. Um, the Lions have the best offense in the league. Uh, I know that their defense is terrible, so they, they're on the field a lot because teams score in the Lions quick. But um, he's been – he's showed up this year. He hasn't been turning the ball over, and the Lions offense has been electric. So, uh, right now I got to go Jared Goff. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think – yeah, I'm with you, Jared Goff. Uh, n- another guy who – is is a solid game manager. Uh, can figure stuff out. Can make some plays on the field. Yeah, I'm gonna go Jared Goff. I mean, with I I feel like he 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 himself is taking a hit just from the trade last year being so successful for the Rams. But uh, I mean, he's not he's not bad by any means. I mean, look at how different that Lions team was last year when he was injured. So yeah, Jared Goff. All right, I think this one's gonna be an interesting one. Derek Carr or Daniel Jones? Uh, I mean, I gotta go Derek Carr, but Derek Carr is just—he's just very average too. It's not like he does anything great. Not like he's terrible. Um, and I thought their offense would be off to a lot better start, especially with um, him getting back together with Devonta Adams. But it hasn't been really, you know, anything fantastic. Obviously, they get their first win this week after Week Four, but I, I still take him uh, over Daniel Jones. I think that, you know, he's he also doesn't turn the ball over much. Uh, he's got the ability to hit big plays, and I think this offense will get better. Um, obviously, it's a first-year head coach and new offense with Josh McDaniels. So, uh, yeah, I I don't think this one's that um, that far either. I think they're kind of close, but I'd, I'd still take Derek Carr right now. Yeah, uh, I think, like, Derek Carr and Russell Wilson, I think, are in similar boats. Just uh, coaching problems, like not getting ready early in the season. I think stuff might – if the coach is going to stay around, stuff's going to have to start picking itself up here. And we saw it. Was things figure themselves out for the Raiders here. But, yeah, I, I'm going to go Daniel Jones just because, yeah, uh, Derek Carr, very, very mediocre. Um, he's good for a couple, a couple big weeks. But uh, I, I – if you're going to give me a couple big weeks, uh, I'd rather take a couple big plays a game because you never know. So I'll take Daniel Jones there for that. But, uh, hell yeah. I like that. Okay. Um, now, okay. I think now we're getting into the fun part here. Baker Mayfield or Daniel Jones. Danny Dimes, easy. Baker Mayfield stinks. He is not good. And it's even funnier after the, I forgot what. I think it was like GQ Magazine when Baker Mayfield did that interview um, talking about the Giants pick and saying that they took Daniel Jones too high. And then they go out and beat the Panthers this year. Baker Mayfield has looked awful. Uh, it's not like he doesn't have weapons either. He's just not not a good quarterback. And I love to see it because I hate Baker Mayfield. So, um, yeah, definitely take Danny Dimes over Baker right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm with you, Daniel Jones. Uh, granted, I, I, I think if Baker stayed in, Cleveland and wasn't traded away, this would be, I think it'd be more of a back and forth here. I think you can make more of an argument for Baker, but him just going down to the, to the porta potty that is the, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I think that really sealed his fate up here, but uh, yeah. All right. Daniel Jones, it is against Baker Mayfield. All right. Uh, staying in the NFC East. Carson Wentz or Daniel Jones? Ooh. 
I'd probably go Daniel Jones, honestly. Um, Carson Wentz is just way too inconsistent. Even like the first the first two weeks compared to the next two weeks for the Commanders, um, the first two weeks their offense looked great. Um, Carson Wentz was slinging it downfield, but even in those games, he just takes sacks that are just when he's staying in the pocket way too long, um, forces way too many errant throws, and gets a lot of turnovers, fumbles the ball a lot. So uh, I think Carson Wentz is slowly turning into what Daniel Jones was like his first two years. They're kind of doing a reverse, I think. Um, so yeah, I, Carson Wentz is just way too inconsistent. Uh, you never know what you're going to get from him. He's a wild card to say the least. So, uh, at this point, I think that I'm taking Danny, Danny Jones over, uh, Carson Wentz. Yeah. I mean, in the past I've said Carson Wentz is very similar to Daniel Jones. Just when he was able to get wins with the Eagles against them, that was just experience. I, I saw in my eyes. Uh, but now, yeah, Daniel Jones shoring up the takeover problem a little bit more this year. Um, and yeah, inconsistencies along with injuries on Carson Wentz's side as well. Yeah, I'm gonna go Daniel Jones. Granted, Daniel Jones isn't, he isn't always the healthiest. So, all right, now going from the last year's indie quarterback to this year's indie quarterback, Matt Ryan or Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones. Matt Ryan's washed. He should just retire at this point. Um, yeah, I don't. He had a great career. Uh, I think after twenty-eight to three, it kind of kind of broke him in half. I don't think that he's ever been the same since. And uh, the Colts' uh, strategic plan of just bringing in a new quarterback every year just doesn't work. I mean, they gotta they have to go draft a quarterback. It's, you can't just keep rolling out thirty-five-year-old quarterbacks that have failed with their previous teams and think that it's gonna work. So um, Matt Ryan, and he's been a turnover machine this year too um so i think that yeah as, as at this point i'm taking daniel jones over uh, matt ryan yeah i don't think a lot of people really when they talk about matt ryan they just talk about him falling off uh granted he did have some okay uh numbers in uh in atlanta after shanahan left but it, it was really all kyle shanahan with the, uh matt ryan so the only reason he, he was that good uh yeah, you, you're right. This Band-Aid quarterback stuff, it's not going to work. Never really did work. Um, you got to draft someone. Got to bring someone up. Got to have someone know and learn your system. Because, I mean, it's atrocious. I mean, granted, they have a really good run game. They've had a, they have solid uh, pieces on defense. On paper, this team shouldn't be struggling, but they are. They so, literally have everything uh, but a quarterback, and it's been the same thing ever since Andrew Luck left, and they just haven't figured out a way to get around it. So that's it's, it's just going to keep you know biting them in the ass if they don't figure it out, and they obviously haven't figured it out yet. So yeah, yeah. all right, a um, couple more fun ones, and then we'll get into the young quarterbacks. Uh, Marcus Mariota. Daniel Jones. I feel like Marcus Mariota is kind of just like a, a poor man's Daniel Jones. He can run it. Um, not that great passing the ball, but yeah, I, I think Daniel Jones is better than Marcus Mariota. Yeah, whenever uh, whenever I'm watching the Falcons this year, all I'm really hoping is that Desmond Ritter will get a shot. Uh, I, I don't want to see Marcus Mariota out there anymore because, I mean, he's washed. All right, and the man – to bench Eli Manning himself, Geno Smith. Oh, Would you take him over, Daniel Jones? I mean, Geno Smith is surprisingly having a good year. So, hmm, that's tough. 
I, I mean, wow, I don't know. I uh, yeah, I hate to do that. at this moment. I think that I'm taking Geno Smith just because he's proven that he can push the ball on the field. Um, he's he gets in the end zone, and uh, you know he has the highest completion percentage right now. So he's efficient with the ball. Uh, doesn't really turn it over that much. So as of right now, I take Geno Smith. Uh, do I think Geno Smith is going to carry this out all season? Um, I'd be shocked if he does. And I think that Daniel Jones will kind of be steady, um, if not improved throughout the season. So as of this second, I'd take Geno Smith, which Sucks to say, but um, I think that while the season uh, keeps going on and on, I think that Daniel Jones will easily take that over. But in, in terms of just the season right now, I think I'd take Geno Smith. Damn. All right. I, I, I get what you're saying, but I'm going to go Daniel Jones. Screw Geno Smith. Uh, taking that start from uh, Eli Manning, I don't – I'm not – I'm not – no. But, uh, yeah, so, okay, Geno Smith. All right, now we get into some of the young bucks – um, Joe Burrow or Daniel Jones? Uh, Joe Shiesty. Yeah. Even though, I mean, they're, they haven't had a great start to the season. They picked it up the last two weeks, and I think that they're finally turning around. And it's tough not to be – I mean, I, I think that Joe Burrow is a great quarterback, but it's kind of tough not to put up points with the receivers that he has and the running game. So, uh, yeah, I think that's that one's pretty easy. Yeah, I mean, uh, people were really down on them after the first two weeks. It really shouldn't have been. Uh, guys like Micah Parsons and TJ Watt coming in and wrecking a game, that's makes sense. So, uh, yeah, they're back on track. Joe Burrow's getting it going. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Joe Burrow. All right, uh, Justin Herbert. Or Herbert. Jones. Joe's, Joe's favorite player of all time, Justin Herbert. Um I mean, the, the Chargers, they're just going to be stuck in mediocrity forever, I'm convinced. Uh, even they get all these additions during the offseason, and then they're just back to where they always are. So uh kind of sucks for Justin Herbert because I think he is a great quarterback. Um, even, you know, playing through the rib injury, uh, the toughness that he showed, and he's still playing, you know, pretty good. Um, I, I think that this one's pretty easy too. Yeah, uh, Justin Herbert, easy. I, I love that. I love Justin Herbert, uh, but uh, yeah, so all right. Joe. What? So does Joe. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Justin Fields. Damn, I, I, yeah, I, I think Justin Fields is uh, just really another version of Daniel Jones. Make some plays with his feet. Uh, has shows some glimpses here and there, but it's really just the people around him that are gonna cause him issues he doesn't have that that great of a situation around him um and he does have a little bit of a ball security problem as well so i i just see justin fields right now as a poor man's daniel jones so i'm gonna go daniel jones over justin fields yeah i agree i mean justin fields i just i just don't really think he's a good quarterback um he just not really great at throwing the ball obviously he can he can make plays with his legs but um just not an efficient quarterback. And I think the Bears know that too. I mean, he has, hasn't has attempted like many pa- – I think he's averaging around like 10 pass attempts a game, which is – especially in today's NFL, is not good. And I think that, and, you know, indicates what the Bears see in their quarterback is that they can't win with him throwing the ball around all day. So, yeah, I think I'd, I'd definitely take Danny Dimes in this one. Yeah, all right. Uh, Zach Wilson. Daniel Jones. I mean, Zach Wilson, I think he's got potential. I mean, he's got a cannon of an arm, and I think that 
Jets offense is on the rise, but I, he definitely just has not shown enough yet to be able to put him in front of uh, Daniel Jones. Danny Dimes is still the king of New York, Zach. So nice try, buddy. Hey, uh, I'm with you. I'll take Daniel Jones here, but I will say that that game-winning drive there at the end last week, and then he hits the gritty. That's pretty cool. From uh, that, that takes points off for me. (laughs) The gritty, you like it? I like the gritty. I just you got to know how to do it, especially when you see him, Kirk Cousins doing it. It's like I'm out. Hey, at least it wasn't Mac Jones doing it. Speaking of Mac Jones, Mac Jones or Daniel Jones? I'm going Daniel Jones. I. This is if you were to ask me at the start of the season, I probably would have said Mac Jones, but. He does not look good this year. Um, obviously, he's hurt right now, but the first couple weeks, um, yeah, he's just a, a game manager at best. He's nothing more than that. Um, obviously, I think that Josh McDaniel's offense helped him out a lot. Um, when you have two stumbling, bumbling idiots like Joe Judge and Matt Patricia calling your plays, I, I think it kind of hurts you, but it's also um, he, he hasn't really shown anything. And uh, at least Daniel Jones has a winning team. Uh, at least he can make big plays. So, um, right now, I think that Daniel is the the real Jones brother here. Yeah, uh, I'm going with Daniel Jones as well. I, I feel this is just what what kind of style of football you like to play. You like to you want your quarterback to be that field manager, just dink dumps and check downs, or do you want a guy who can make some plays down the field, make some plays possibly with his legs? And uh, I'm gonna go with yeah, Daniel Jones, the guy who can make those big plays for me. But, uh, all right, um, Trevor Lawrence, he's been looking good this year, boy. Yeah, I, uh, I'd take Trevor Lawrence probably. I, I think it's it's close, but, um, yeah, Trevor Lawrence has definitely stepped up this year. Um, didn't have a great game last week, but the three weeks before that, uh, he's looked like the number one pick that, you know, the Jags selected him with. I think that Jags offense is, is fun to watch. Um, they've, they've surprised me a lot. They, I mean, they've been playing really good ball this year. Um, and I think that Trevor Lawrence is a big reason for that. So, yeah, I'm taking uh, T-Law right now. Yeah, and I, I, Trevor Lawrence really has pretty much all the same excuses that Daniel Jones has. O-line isn't that great. Wide receivers aren't anything spectacular. Um, and he's performing. So, yeah, I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence uh, over Daniel Jones. Uh, now rounding off the rookies from last year, Davis Mills. Daniel Jones, Davis Mills is, buddy. That's I don't know how he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. So, yeah, Daniel Jones. Yeah, it's crazy, but I mean, hey, they're uh, they're doing better than a lot of people expect them to. I will give them that. But yeah, so are the Giants. So I'm gonna go Daniel Jones. What? Because they they got a tie? Is that why? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But uh, all right, um, all right. Now we got the. The scenarios, multiple QB uh, stuff. All right, would you rather Daniel Jones or Tua and Teddy Bridgewater? Uh, Tua and Teddy Bridgewater, probably. I mean, I yeah. think that Tua was off to a hot start. Um, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with him, especially the scary scene with the concussion protocol. But um, even after that, Teddy Bridgewater is a veteran who has played in this league for a long time, um, had a lot of starts in this league. Um, and I think he's like a, a quality backup for sure. So uh, I think the Dolphins' uh, situation is, is a little bit better. See, but the, this is weird. Like, when does it – 
Is their QB situation really that much better, or is the rest of their team situation better? Because, I mean, having those studs you can throw the the football to, I mean, I, if you give Daniel Jones, Tyreek Hill, and Jalen Waddle, I think Daniel Jones would look a lot different. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 out of respect for the numbers Tua has put up this season, uh, I'm going to go Tua and Teddy Bridgewater, though. But I, I do think it's, it's a lot closer than a lot of people will think. Yeah, that definitely plays a part in it, but I mean, you can't, it's, you can't deny that they have great playmakers and that's just what they're working with. So, um, yeah, I think the Dolphins are in a better spot. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Uh, rounding off the NFC East, Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush or Daniel Jones? Um, I mean, it's the Cowboys. If you were, you can just take out Dak Prescott and it, they'd still be, I mean, Cooper Rush. He's not, he's not great, but he's 4-0. Um, he gets the job done. Uh, he makes plays when he needs to. Doesn't make big mistakes. So uh, I just I, I think it will be funny when Dak comes back because I know if they start losing game, Cowboys fans are going to start losing their minds because they're delusional idiots. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a funny scenario when he comes back. But, yeah, I think that this one's pretty easy, honestly. Well, I don't necessarily think they are delusional idiots. They just listen to Jerry Jones. As soon as it was announced Cooper Rush was going to be the starter, he's like, oh, we have a QB controversy. No, you don't. It's going to be Dak Prescott. But right now, if it were just Cooper Rush against Daniel Jones, I might go Cooper Rush again over Daniel Jones. But the thing, my issue with Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott's pushing him down here, is uh, C.D. Lamb's your playmaker. Find a way to get him the football. Well, you like getting it to Amari Cooper? Yeah, he's gone now. You got to figure out a way to get it to C.D. Lamb, because he's your big playmaker. There's a reason the Cowboys gave him 88. That's a big deal. So find them, get him the football. That's the only knock I have with Dak. So I'm gonna go Daniel Jones over the both of them. All right, now we got Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky. Dan, Danny Dimes. This one is. Easy. This, I mean, that is an ugly quarterback room. Not good. Mitch Trubisky is so bad. I, I don't know how he got another starting job, honestly. And Kenny Pickett, I mean, obviously he only played like a half so far. And I know all the interceptions weren't all his fault, but still three interceptions in his first appearance. Um, I think Kenny Pickett down the line might, you know, um, be a good quarterback. But as of right now, you, you have to go Daniel Jones. Yeah, I, I honestly – I mean, Mitch Trubisky is what he is. Uh, I, I honestly see the ceiling for Kenny Pickett being like a Daniel Jones, um, being where I see Daniel Jones' ceiling being, I guess. Uh, not necessarily – being able to make big plays when you need to, not necessarily always needing to, um, being able to make those plays when you need to, but most of the time just really getting the offense involved, making sure – game managing for a lot of the game. So uh, th- th- that's where I see it. But right now I'm just going to go with something that has more experience and go Daniel Jones. But I do think uh, – I think Kenny Pickett can turn into something here. Uh, but only time will tell with that. All right, only a couple more. Uh, Jimmy, G- Jimmy G and Trey Lance or Daniel Jones? Hmm. I'd honestly go Daniel Jones. Um, I mean, the team around – Jimmy G and Trey Lance with the Niners, they have one of the best rosters in the NFL. Um, but I think if you put any top 10 to 15 quarterback in there, um, I think that they probably would have won a Super Bowl in the past couple of years because 
this roster is, like I said, loaded, um, not just on offense, but defense too. So I think the situation around him definitely helps. Uh, Jimmy G kind of just has to, you know, just do everything right and make sure that he doesn't make, you know, dumb mistakes, which obviously he has in the past. And Trey Lance is unproven. So um, Jimmy G is just the definition of mid. Uh, he's just just a mid quarterback. So I, I think that I would take uh, Daniel Jones over over those two. All right. Uh I don't know. I mean, I'm going to go Jimmy G and Trey Lance over Daniel Jones. I'm going to do it. I mean, you talk about Jimmy G being mid, being just mediocre, but, I mean, Daniel Jones hasn't been – his ceiling thus far in the league has been mediocrity. Let's be honest here. Uh, besides that one game in Tampa, his first game, that that was really the ceiling. He's played great, nothing too spectacular. So, yeah, I'm going to go Jimmy G, uh, just all-around game manager just to get it done for me. And plus Trey Lance being a sneaky little explosive guy when healthy. To I like the way they had it last year. Uh, the, only, the only real thing that would make me go Daniel Jones is if, I mean, just the situational-wise, how effed up that situation is, how – they don't really want Jimmy G there. They want Trey Lance, but unfortunately, Trey Lance got hurt. It's a it's a lot of a lot of soap opera ness going on there. So uh, that's the only that's the only issue there. But as far as just gameplay wise, I think I'd take Jimmy G and Trey Lance over. It, it sucks to say, but over Daniel Jones. All right, last two: uh, Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, Taysom Hill, or Daniel Jones. <laughs> Uh, I'd I'd probably go Daniel Jones. Um, I love my man Jameis. He is a crack up. He's hilarious. But um, just I mean Andy Dalton. There's a reason why he's a backup. He's just kind of been middling through his career. Um, nothing great. And then Jameis, um, kind of just a turnover machine. He kind of fixed it a little bit last year before he got hurt. But this year he's been right back to it before he got hurt again. Um, and Taysom Hill. He's not even a quarterback. He's like a tight end, running back, H-back, whatever you want to call him, that can somehow throw the ball. But, yeah, I mean, this Saints offense does not look good, and it's not like they don't have playmakers. Um, obviously, Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, um, and they just haven't been able to get the job done. So, um, as of right now, I think that I would take Danny Dimes. Yeah, they got a mess there. Uh, I mean, the, the, this is the, the shambles that Sean Payton has left, that they – they, they haven't really – I hope for all Saints fans, I hope they, they don't, like, go the whole Colts route and just keep trying to throw stuff at the wall to try and make it fit and just, like, okay, figure everything out, go full rebuild mode because I, I think they might need to do that. Possibly give up Count Kamara, Michael Thomas, get some draft picks, fully, fully rebuild because uh, I don't think either one of these guys – it's going to be anything special for you. But uh, all right, ending off the Would You Rather discussion. Daniel Jones or Deshaun Watson and Jacoby Brissett? Oh, God. Um, I mean, it's it's Deshaun Watson, Jacoby Brissett. Um, even though Deshaun Watson might be a terrible person, I'm shocked that he's, you know, not spent for the whole year, but um, – most likely he will be back this year. And um, even though he is a bad person, he is a pretty damn good quarterback. So 
Um, and Jacoby Brissett has looked pretty decent so far. Um, you know, nothing great, but he's kept his team uh, contending and he hasn't made any, you know, super big mistakes so far. So I think that I take the, the Browns QB room over uh, Danny, Danny Dimes. Listen, we haven't seen, we haven't seen, uh, we haven't seen what he looks like. We haven't seen what uh, Deshaun Watson has done. We don't know what kind of quarterback he is from two years ago. So, yeah, while he'll probably come out and play at just like the same Deshaun Watson after his suspension and do some great things with the Browns, we don't know that for a fact. So, because it's a Giants podcast, I'm going to go with Daniel Jones based off that. I like it. But, uh, it's, it's the unknown. You never know. You never know, man. You never know. But, uh, all right. One thing we do got to know, though. Well, that's going to do it for around the league. Very, very fun there. Uh, we might do this uh, again, maybe uh, running backs, see where. No, Saquon's, Saquon's number one, so you don't even have to. Do uh, maybe. I don't know. The whole situation's, though, I don't know. But, uh, all right. Uh, let's end the show like we always do. Um, let's get into. See if I can pull it up here. Boom. Best bets. As you can see, Zay. Oh, did not pop up. There we go. As you can see, Zay's in the lead there, 2-0. He's already made his pick. Cardinals plus five hosting the Eagles. I think that's kind of a SpongeBob Square pick, but that's neither here nor there. Mm. Um, Eagles are Eagles are in. in this is a letdown spot for the Eagles, I think. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, what's your best bet, Sean? My best bet is going to be Titans minus two and a half versus the Commanders. Uh, I think even though it's early on, I think these are two teams heading in different directions. Um, Obviously, Titans got off to slow start, losing to the best team in the league and the Giants, and then um, getting blown out by the Bills. But they've, I mean, stepped it up after that. Um, Derrick Henry, I think, is going to be a problem for this Commanders defense. And uh, for the Commanders side, I don't think they're going to be able to stop them. And then for their offense, they were scoring a lot of points through the first two weeks. And then after that, um, they've been struggling a lot, um, not even reaching double digits. Or, well, they scored 10 last week, but the week before that, not scoring double digits either. So um, I think these are two teams, like I said, going two different ways. And I think that the Titans will definitely win this game by at least a field goal. Yeah, that, that game scares me because I honestly don't know. Like is, you said, there's just two teams going two different ways, but this is also very two teams that are similar. Um, two teams that kind of really underperformed thus far this season. Uh, I don't know. That That's a tough one, but I like it. I like it. I think the Titans can win that one on the road. But uh, all right, my best bet, it's going to be – you know what? F the Cowboys. I'm going to go Rams minus five and a half versus the Cowboys. Bounce yeah. back game from uh for, from against the Niners. Get a dub. Cooper Rush uh, can get his first loss. And, yeah, all will be right in the world. I, I mean, McVay has struggled with Shanahan as is in the past. So, that loss made sense. I, I think just soul, just completely on coaching. Don't worry about the quarterbacks, just completely on coaching. 
I think Sean McVay is a better coach than Mike McCarthy for more than five and a half points. I think that's a that's at least a touchdown there. So yeah, give me the Rams minus five and a half versus the Cowboys. And uh I'll have to hit up Joe and figure out what he wants for his best bet. But uh that's what we got. So Cardinals plus five against the Eagles, Rams minus five and a half against the Cowboys and Titans minus two and a half at the Commanders. This is all it's all very on brand for a Giants show. Just going against all the NFC East. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um yeah, who knows? Maybe parlay all that together. Cause last last week it would have hit, right? Yeah, last week Joe, myself, and Zay were uh got our got wins. So a parlay would have hit. So maybe, maybe that's the parlay. Uh Cardinals, Rams, and Titans. Yeah, who knows? But uh all right. I think that's gonna do it for today. Thanks for joining me today, Sean. Uh, hopefully we'll be back with, uh, everyone next time. Zay and Joe, Joe had to teach Zay had to work the Rangers game or something. I don't know. Uh, he's got a lot going on, but a uh, big shout out to them. Big shout out to Clovercrest media for sponsoring today's episode. Make sure you check out clovercrestmedia.com for a bunch of other great podcasts and more information on this one as well. Also big shout out to Annie Mac home mortgage and Shamrock home inspection for sponsoring today's episode. For myself, Big Jace, and Sean Scanlon, this is John about the G-Men, and we'll see you next week to talk more Giants football. Peace out. Play action again. More good ball handling from Jones. Room to run. There goes Daniel Jones. Touchdown, Giants. First down and 10. Fields to throw again. Hit as he throws. Incomplete. Jones will dump it off for Barkley, who gets away from Morrow. Tries to make it a highlight. Gets a block from Jones. First down, Saquon. Play action. Room to roam again. An easy trot into the end zone for Jones. Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men, and great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.